G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Knowing God's Word and practicing it in your life is the wisest thing you can do. In today's program, as we learn about Christian grace, fellowship, and giving, you're going to say, like the Apostle Paul, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Our series is entitled, Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary. We are concluding this wonderful teaching on Christian giving, and it's found in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. Giving is not just handing over some money, swiping a credit card, or writing a check. It's more than that, though it includes it. It is the grace of caring and sharing, known as koinonia or koinonia. And this is the kind of grace we should all have as we are born again and installed into God's universal church. This particular lesson comes from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 11 to 15. And it concludes with these words, verse 15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift with an exclamation mark. (laughs) What is this indescribable gift that we're thanking God for, or that Paul is thanking for on our behalf? Well, before we look at that, just remember that Paul has described how when you tap into the grace of God, live in the grace of God, flow in the grace of God, you will be a giver. But you cannot outgive God, because the more you sow, the more you will reap. And we learn in the previous lesson, and then the previous verses of 2 Corinthians 9, that God wants you to sow liberally so you can reap abundantly. God doesn't want you to give grudgingly or of necessity because he loves a cheerful giver, and that God is able to make all grace abound in you so that you'll have all sufficiency in all things and that you'll be able to do a good work for the Lord. And it talks about he provides seed for the sower, he provides bread, basically he provides everything, the seed, the crop, the bread. And because all this comes from God, we need to do things according to his plan and his purpose. In these last verses, 2 Corinthians 9, 11 to 15, we learn we're being enriched in everything. So that is important. We are being enriched with riches that cannot be hit or harmed by moths, rust, or stolen by thieves. We therefore offer thanksgiving to God for an imperishable treasure, inheritance, and crown that will never fade away. The poor are relieved. God is recognized and glorified. We are blessed when we cooperate with grace and we 
give. And we also learn this. There should be a liberal distribution of the practice of liberal almsgiving or liberal giving, full stop, because all these things are faithfulness to the gospel of Christ. Gospel of Christ brings us the grace of God. We learn in Titus chapter 2 that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. We are saved by grace through faith. That's Ephesians 2. Saved by grace through faith. But we're not just saved by grace. We live in grace. We grow in grace. We minister in grace. And part of the grace is that we will give freely of what we have, by the way. We're not required of God to give what we don't have, but only what we have. Remember, the little boy gave Jesus five loaves and a few small fishes. That's all he had. But what the little boy was going to learn is that that's all that he needed. He gave his best, he gave his all, and the Lord used it to feed thousands of people for his glory. We need to remember, verse 14, the exceeding grace of God. And then the unspeakable gift is not just Jesus Christ, is not just the gospel. The unspeakable gift is all these things, but it's the grace that gives blessing to the world. We're going to now read the passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 to 15, or actually verses 11 to 15. Let me say it again. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 11 to 15. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God, for the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 11 to 15. Our lesson is very simply entitled, Thanks be to God for his indescribable, unspeakable gift. Well, let's begin at the beginning here. Verse 11 of 2 Corinthians 9. Paul is telling the church, you are enriched in everything for all liberality. And this liberality causes thanksgiving through us to God, being enriched in everything. Now, verses 9 and 10 are what we call parenthetical, so that this verse, verse 11, actually connects with verse 8. Verse 8 of 2 Corinthians 9 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And then it goes on to say, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality that causes thanksgiving to God. If God gives you the riches, use them for your his glory and use them to help others. If you fail to bless others and hold on to everything for yourself, then take heed. Listen carefully to this. It's a warning that comes to us from Proverbs. Proverbs 23, verse 5. And I love Proverbs. I read it every day. And I think I'm wiser because of it. And you will be wiser if you read and put to practice the precepts found in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Proverbs 23, 5. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Did you hear what riches can do? It says they will make themselves wings. They will fly away as an eagle towards heaven. If you're somebody that puts your heart 
on riches rather than on God and his kingdom. You are in for a shock. Those riches will sprout wings and fly away. Now you see it, now you don't. One thing I've learned, in fact, hopefully I've learned a lot of things, but one thing I've observed is that there are people who are very clever at making money, but these same people can also lose the money which they made. But that's not the end of the story, because if they learn the lessons of their failure and loss, they still have the ability to make money again. And if they use that ability and learn the lessons and apply them, then then the money will not fly away so quickly. But you know, there's something more in all this. If people learn what it means to let the kingdom rather than the money be their focus, well, God will honor their money-making ability, as well as their generosity to the kingdom. And that even if the riches fly away, they will be like the swallows at Capistrano. They will come back at the appointed time. In other words, if you loan to the poor, if you give to God's kingdom, if you honor the Lord with the substance and the first fruits of all your increase, then you're going to have barns that are filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. I'm quoting, of course, from Proverbs chapter 3. In other words, riches may have wings, but if you are God-focused, you have the ability to make the money again. If you're God-focused, everything you've given for the cause of Christ, as I paraphrased from an earlier quote, is not a debt that you owe, it's a seed that you sow. And if you sow abundantly, you will reap bountifully. So we need to keep that in mind. The moth the rust and the thieves will break through and steal, according to Matthew six nineteen to 21, riches that are on the sole focus of people. If people's focus is God and they happen to have riches, well, you know, they never really lose them, but they also remember that the riches belong to God in the first place and that he gives them stewardship over the riches for kingdom expanding purposes. Praise God for that. So back again to Proverbs 23, 5, Remember that riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. So don't set your eyes upon something that is temporal. Focus your thoughts and minds on that which is eternal, which is beyond price because it's so rich and glorious, the kingdom of God. And if you want a taste of eternity, just read Revelation chapter 21 and 22. Talk about splendor, talk about glory, talk about riches, just look and savor the description of the new Jerusalem. It will be too indescribably glorious for words. Second Corinthians 9, verse 12. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Thanksgivings to God. That's Second Corinthians 9.12. What does this phrase mean, the administration of this service? Well, basically, it's the church's charitable, charitable relief to the poor. That's what it is. It's the church's giving to the poor, this administration of service. When the church gives to the poor, certain wonderful outcomes occur. First of all, the poor are relieved, which is something should make all of us feel good about. Second thing is God is recognized, especially when it's given by the church. Because remember that the church represents God. We are ambassadors for Christ, a phrase that is used in this very epistle of 2 Corinthians. And therefore, when they see the ambassador, they're reminded of who the ambassador represents. In the case of the church, they represent Almighty God himself. 
And we in ministry, as well as all believers, represent God. We are his living epistle, read and known by all men. So when you give to the poor, they are relieved, God is recognized, and God is glorified for the gift. And friends, you want God to get the glory. Now, a lot of people really want the glory for themselves. They are into self-glorification. What They want affirmation. They want recognition. They want acclaim. They want fame. But you know, all these things are not only shallow, they are temporal. When we stand before God, all the acclaim this world can throw at you is not going to cut it when we come to that place. We're going to answer to God for our lives and our words and our actions and all. We want to be called good and faithful servants. We don't want to be called accursed. We don't want to be told to get away from God's presence. We don't want to be told to go into the place of fire. We want to be told, well done. When you do things for God's glory, it's not because, and I say this reverently, that God is on some ego trip, far from it. When God is magnified, we all win. When God is not allowed in our lives through persecution or through uh, rejection or through misunderstanding or whatever, we lose. When God rises, his enemies are scattered, and we who belong to him share in that victory, share in the kingdom, share in the power, share in the glory. We want to let God get it all because we receive it as well. Just remember, everything that Jesus acquired in his ministry, in his death, in his resurrection, in his victory, he shares it with us. Everything, all the good things, and even the suffering that we share, all of that is simply preparing us for glory. To So glorious, we'll forget there was any suffering, just like a woman that delivers a long-awaited child will forget the labor pains that preceded the birth. Let's continue on. Verse 13 of 2 Corinthians 9. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. What is this saying? There are many positives when the church practices liberal giving. Needs will be met. The Corinthians will demonstrate their compliance to the gospel. The benefactors will receive prayer from the people who received the gift. Of course, we're talking about churches here, needy churches. And the benefactors, the ones who have given, will not just receive prayer from the beneficiaries, they also will receive praise. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you're on the receiving end of a church's generosity, please remember to say thank you. It's so important. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ungrateful people are in the majority, probably 90%, just like the ungrateful lepers who were healed by Jesus. Only one out of 10 said thank you. Be part of that elite minority. If someone blesses you, say thank you. Always say thank you. You will be blessed in the process. So, also, when liberal distribution of gifts is known, God is glorified, and it's a win-win for the church at large. We need to have caring and sharing. We need to give. Verse 14 continues, And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, their generosity creates a deep abiding affection. In other words, this overabundant transcending, superbounding grace in your life, which has caused you to give so generously, will help people that are in need. And that means that 
all of this comes from God and that people will long for you. They'll say, who is this wonderful church? Who are these wonderful people? They gave so much to us in our time of need. Friends, it's wonderful to long for people in the Lord who have shown grace to you. Make sure you show it in return. And particularly to the persecuted church today, it's time to pray for them. It's time to give to their relief. It's time to advocate for them to church leaders, to politicians, business people, people who are in a position to help. This is a state of emergency. The church today is suffering more than ever, just like anti-Semitism is growing. It always seems to be twin tracks. Anti-Semitism grows, persecution of Christian grows. Twin tracks, much to say on that, no time here. But what I can tell you this, pray for the persecuted church from Nigeria to North Korea and wherever else they suffer. But within that range, these two bookend countries, North Korea and Nigeria, is where most of the persecution of believers happens. Finally, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. 2 Corinthians 9.15. What is this gift? Is it Jesus Christ, Son of God, light of the world, whose atoning death, masterful lordship, and priestly intercession are beyond description? Is this unspeakable gift the gospel of Christ, the free gift that delivers us from a horrific hell and transports us to an awesome heaven? Is it the charitable donation done from God's abundant grace? Perhaps this verse can be paraphrased in this manner. Thanks be to God for the superabundant charity that came from Christ's work in our lives of which saints are relieved, benefactors are blessed, and God receives all the glory. Our lesson is entitled, Thanks Be to God for His Unspeakable Gift, and our lesson for life, to get the most out of God's gift, learn to give them away, and God will give you more. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also visit our homepage to sign up for the free monthly Issachar teaching e-letter with articles from Scripture, Christian living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Heavenly Father, thank you for the indescribable, unspeakable gift that you give. Help us to give the gift away, knowing you will always give more back to us. These gifts are not for retaining, they're for releasing to others. Knowing we will never be shortchanged, we will always have an overflowing cup. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.